Associate Professor of Philosophy at the City Colleges of Chicago and Tutor of Philosophy with Oxford University. This podcast is created to assist sceptics to believe and believers to think and articulate a deeper understanding of the ultimate issues of life. The opinions expressed are only those of the author and guests. Well, welcome. This is Khaldun. Thank you for joining me. This particular podcast is a portion of a lecture that I gave at the City Colleges of Chicago on the introduction to philosophy and in particular Plato's Cave. If you have enjoyed this uh, lecture and gotten some things out of it, I would appreciate if you would leave some feedback on the iTunes website and subscribe to the Logically Faithful podcast. That way we can keep in touch. Thanks again and let's get started. Okay, so August 28, 2013, Introduction to Philosophy. And what is philosophy? What I'm going to do is talk about what philosophy is and then get into the parable of the cave and touch on some of the aspects of that. Now, what is philosophy? Once again, philosophy is not the pursuit of knowledge or the love of knowledge. Philosophy is the love of wisdom. It comes from two Greek words, philo, sophia. Philo is one of the Greek words for love, like Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Uh, there are multiple Greek words for love, but particularly right now we're focusing on the word philo, which is a type of friendship love. And then the word sophie in Greek, which means wisdom. Wisdom is not just accumulating or growing in knowledge or having a books on your shelf, in your mental shelf, so to speak. It's knowing what to do with the knowledge you have. Or taking that knowledge and making it useful for making you a better person and having you arrive at a, uh, a character that will shine at the end of your destiny. That's supposed to be what destiny is about. Uh, excuse me, wisdom. Not only for you, but those around you. So loving wisdom is loving um, a chance to become a better person and a better society around you. By diving into the great thinking and the historical thoughts of the great thinkers of our past. That's what philosophy is about. Now, philosophy begins with wonder, is what the great philosopher said. It begins with wonder. Although there are many of us who know very little about philosophy, all of us have a philosophy of life. Everybody does. And if you, don't, you say you don't have a philosophy of life, give me 20 minutes with you, let me ask you some questions, and I'll figure out your philosophy of life. It's what you believe about the fundamental reasons for your existence and the existence of everyone around you and the world and the political structures of life. You may not have a detailed understanding of them all, but everyone has a philosophy of life, or an understanding of life, or a way of looking at life. We wonder, I'm reading part of that, we wonder why we are here, what, are we, what is reality about, whether there is a God, why there is pain, why there is evil, suffering, separation, is there life after death, what is true love, what is friendship, what is the proper balance between serving others and serving ourselves? Is there such a thing as a true right and wrong, a good and an evil? Is there such a thing? Or is it all social manipulated constructs? The wondering and questioning that begins early in our lives, at all, all questions start with the little children that say, why, why, why? Why, Daddy, why? I remember I was, um, uh, the United States government, specifically in Illinois, took a picture of my vehicle as I caught, went through a red light uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and that picture was sent kindly to my home in a photograph. 
And my children were looking at the picture and kept asking me, why, Daddy? Why did you go through rain? Why? Because when I, was, I was speeding, I was why? Why did you speed? My kids are four, three and four. And they kept asking and asking. They want to know. They want to know why Daddy did such a horrible, horrendous act. Uh, but but I, I, it was my mistake. I try, I'm working on trying to be better. Why, Daddy, do you want to be better? Why? And they kept asking those innocent questions. But they're profound questions that I have to actually think about as I'm, as I'm contemplating my life. They're philosophical questions. Although they may not know the term philosophy, they're asking the questions in philosophical meaning. This is called a parable. Uh, Jesus was found of parables. All the, a lot of the great prophets and thinkers of the past told parables. Um, and what they are is stories that have connections to real-life events, although they're not necessarily real events. But they're connections to real events. Um, although they can be. And here's a story. Plato tells... Um, once upon a time, there were four men. Four men. These four men were locked and chained into a bottom of a cave. And in this cave, their whole life was spent. Everything they knew, they learned, they understood, they consumed, and subsumed was in this cave. When the, the ironic part about the story is that these men were chained in such a way that they could only see the wall in front of them. They were not able to turn around. Because behind them was a great fire, a bonfire, so to speak, or a large fireplace, if you want to put it that way. And between them and the fire was a, a bridge, Plato says. And in this bridge was where they were seated in a mountain cave type of region, like a mountain. And people would travel through this mountain path on this bridge. And there was a fire, and then there's a man, and there's a bridge. Now, when you have a fire and you have images in front of the fire, it casts a shadow. So the man only saw shadows of things and heard, heard voices of things. So when an elephant would walk by, they would hear the sound of a trumpet, an uh, elephant trumpet. They would see uh, an, uh, an elephant, but they would see somebody above him. But they can't tell the difference if there was somebody on there. So they assume an elephant had like a body on it. Um, so when they had people were traveling through back and forth, uh, taking their servants, some taking their friends, some taking their merchandise, some taking their fruits, some were taking their cattle, and some taking their sheep. They're, they're traveling back and forth. And um, Plato's told us that the men heard all these and, and, and tried to see the images in the wall. But all they saw were just images and shadows of reality. They never saw the real thing. One day, one of the uh, keepers of the cave, or the master of the cave, or the lord of it, enters and frees one of the men. He removes his chains. And when the man's chains are removed, he turns around and sees the fire and sees three-dimensional figures. And he's in shock. he never seen this before. It was too much for him. He was trying to grasp the, the, the images, the colors, and the, the flame in him. He had to learn to adjust himself. And he wanted to just stay in the turn around and just go back to his comfort place, to the shadows. However, Plato tells us that the man, the keeper of the cave, or the, 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 great, the grand one, reaches in and drags the chained servant outside the cave. He begins to take him out, little by little, up through the canal that led to the cave outside. And when the man goes outside, he sees something he never even dreamed was possible. He saw, for the first time in his life, the sun. And that was just overwhelming. 
It took him a long time to adjust his eyes, let alone his own concept of existence to that. Not everything is just a shadow. The grass actually feels, you can feel the dew on the grass, the wind in his hair. They actually hear different languages and, and conceptions and political spectr spectrums moving and talking and people talking about these things around them and religious ideas and, and, and different people and different colors of people and different animals and different colors of animals and different fields. It was just an amazing experience for him because now he had experienced what Plato calls the real, the real world. Now, after this um, chain man was out in the real world, his heart began to trouble him. He began to think about his friends who were still chained in the bottom of the cave. So, he went back for them. He went down into the canal of the cave. Dark, into the darkness he went. Crawled down into the slime of it. And when he approached his friends, they were in shock. Because they thought he died. So they interpreted it as some type of resurrection of some sort. That he just came back. Uh, and he began to tell them about what he saw and what he experienced. And how he wanted them free from their chains too. However, Plato says, sadly, his friends did not take that very lightly. They were insulted that somebody would dare come to them and tell them that their entire life has been lived wrong. Who do you think you are to come and tell us we're wrong? That our whole life is a lie. That we're only seeing shadows. Like you see the truth. You're the one who's delusional, they told them. And Plato said they took him and they slew him. They killed him. And they sat back in their chains and enjoyed the shadows the rest of their days. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called the allegory of the cave. And Plato says it's the allegory of the life of Socrates. And once you read Socrates' life, you'll see similarities here. It's also the allegory of Western history. Whenever anybody stands up and begins to tell his culture that they're mistaken, he gets persecuted, or she. If you stand up among your family and you find something to be true, really true, and everybody else around you is not believing that, do not expect hugs and kisses. Expect verbal matches of pain. Expect attacks. If they're not verbal, it may be physical. And the greats tell us that the, the, waters of, excuse me, the tree of democracy is watered by the blood of its saints or the blood of the martyrs. The blood of the martyrs waters the trees of freedom. The people who die in front of us to stand up for right and truth are the ones who actually bring that forward for all of us to actually experience it. But don't be deluded. A lot of us are still caught in our own little caves. We all have our little cave. The question is, what is your cave? And what have you seen? Um, and are you still in certain chains of your own making? Well, that's it for this segment. This is Kaldun again. I appreciate you staying with me. That particular talk was again about the introduction to philosophy in my intro to philosophy course. If you found it helpful, I would appreciate if you left some feedback on iTunes and go ahead and subscribe to the Logically Faithful uh, podcast. I'll go ahead and uh, send you updates as you do that. Now go make the world a better place, one life at a time. <laughs>